Hi. Hello. Hey. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of The Last Ones in Podcast. I am your host this week, Robbie, joined with the usual host, Drya. Hi, that's me, Sam. Hello. And, of course, the esteemed E. Hello. Steamed to perfection. <laughs> we always always put broccoli next to them, too, so that mm-hmm. it's tastier. Steamed broccoli is the worst way to eat broccoli. It Not is, if you actually. put it with soy sauce. Steamed rice? It's I don't so know. I still prefer like fried rice with broccoli in it than just steamed broccoli. I don't like fried rice. What? Yeah. What? I prefer just steamed white rice. What the hell? Weird. Yeah, I think I, I don't. It's not like a preference thing for me, but it's, I, it just absorbs like the sauce of what you're eating better. You know. I guess I don't know. Uh, tune in next week for our takes on uh our rice tier list. Actually. Yeah, we're actually <laughs> ranking all the rice. <laughs> <laughs> but today. We watched the best of the best, uh, mostly based off of, you know, you guys watching a very depressing movie last week and needing to watch something a little bit less. Well, some of us found it depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Dry went off on that movie last week. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it before, so even though I wasn't on the episode, I have seen it. I do agree it is like a very depressing movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like take crazy pills, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think you must. E just does not understand humans. Part of being a plushine cat. <laughs> Tune into our Twitch to Plush understand what that means. Uh, e- sure. Emphasis on the E. <laughs> I know, because like, there's like the two E's at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Plushine cat. No. The E stands for Plushine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. But yeah, uh, today we watched Best of the Best uh, from 1989. It is a martial arts movie. It's rated PG-13. There wasn't a reason why, but I'm guessing it's for martial arts, violence, and language. There is language in this. There is a little bit of language. A little bit of it. Like, it's not a lot. This is like a almost PG, PG-13 rated movie. I was going to yeah. say tobacco, but they didn't really care about that back then, right? Not no, really. Not really. Yeah, because I guess there are like scenes where they're drinking beer too, but like that's also just a moot point at this I feel movie. Like, yeah. Well, I feel like even now drinking beer wouldn't get you like a PG-13. No, beer's no. fine. Smoking you they do have to give warnings about yeah. and stuff now. Uh, the only time that they really give like alcohol warnings is when there's like a lot of drinking. Like it basically like movies dealing with alcoholism. Yeah. 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 But uh this one's a little bit weird and like where you could watch it uh, if you want to watch this movie before we talk about it. It actually was on Netflix a little while ago, but it got taken off about a month ago. Okay. Uh so maybe in your country if you're not in the Americas, but on, in the Americas it was recently taken off. Other than that, it's a weird one because you can watch it on Hulu, YouTube TV, Sling TV, uh Amazon Prime or Philo if you have a Stars subscription. Stars. Stars is the worst. Man. <laughs> yeah. That, or you can watch it on Vudu, YouTube, or Google Play for three ninety nine. Okay, not, you know, not the hardest. Yeah, you know what I will say about stars. Whenever a new season of like one of their quote unquote hit shows comes out, yeah, they do have like a if you've never subscribed to us, get it for six months for twenty dollars. Yeah, like, which at least they is, know that, what that they're is worth. Pretty cool. For yeah, them to do that, but they know like, they're worth twenty. <laughs> <laughs> they exactly twenty dollars, forty dollars a year. That is, yep, that's <laughs> you should never pay more than that for stars. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's like. A month of um, like high end uh, Netflix at this point in time. High end, yeah, high end Netflix. I think is like twenty five a month. It's twenty bucks a month. Yeah, to get four K streaming on Netflix, it is now twenty bucks a month. Super stupid. And then it's going to be seventy dollars per person per episode. I think they're talking about for every profile you have, you can only have like 
for you can have up to like five profiles depending on what tier you have in. I think is what they were talking yeah. about. And then for every profile, it will cost a certain amount. Yeah, it's Such like they want to do like an extra three bucks or something like that, which is dumb because they're doing it in a panic because they're losing subscribers, and so they're like, "Hey, how about we just draw more money out of the subscribers that we have? That will definitely get us more subscribers, right?" Yeah, I think last time I was talking about it, I don't remember if it was on the live show or if it was uh, on last week's episode, but I remember we talked about Netflix for a minute. I said they lost $200,000. No, they lost 200,000 subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, because uh, it's something that I had to explain to my mom and sister because, like, they're doing the, you know, my mom uses my sister's Netflix. Right. And uh, they're just like, oh, like, it kind of messed up on us. And it's like, it might be Netflix panicking right now. I'm like, well, why are they panicking? It's like, well, they said that they want, like, they were expecting in 2022 to get 2.5 million new subscribers, but instead they lost 200,000. Yeah. It's good yeah. stuff. Yeah. It is but, insane. Like, even, like, even my parents are like, I don't know, maybe we'll just drop Netflix if they do that. And, like, <laughs> my parents don't care about any of that, really. Right. Like, it's so weird because, I mean, Netflix maybe, if I'm being honest, puts out two or three shows a year that I'm actually interested in. Mm-hmm. So, like, the thing, <laughs> here's the next move I expect they're going to do is, like, if you cancel your subscription to Netflix, you can't have it for another six months because that's what they do for AMC A-List. For the theater, wow, and that's a shit. I think corporations make you think like, well, if they can't get it for six months, what if we have a show and they can't watch it, right? What it actually does is like, okay, well then I'm just never gonna get it again. Yeah, yeah. Also, that doesn't (laughs) work with like Netflix when in six months it'll be out. Yeah, it's not. It's not like it won't be there. I bet they'll end up doing that though. I I mean, I would bet a pretty penny. Like, if it's the AMC, like if you don't get it for six months, you you don't have the movie. Yeah, like the movie isn't there yeah yeah yeah. so it's not helping anybody (laughs) yeah i mean to be fair like one of their biggest comp our competitors hbo like at one point in time uh their biggest show people would actually like get rid of their subscription and then get it back when the show came back on and it was also the the it's broken record after record of being the most pirated show in history and hbo just kind of went hey what are you gonna do yeah like they never upped their subscription fee over it they never like freaked out over subscribers they just kept on moving on and like doing what they're doing yeah, that's way it worked out for them. Yeah, and now like full on ad free HBO is still cheaper than 1080p Netflix at this point. Yeah, that's and better. My TV yeah. is, and it has better shows. Yeah, I would argue that too. Yeah, it does. I mean, I've got to say, as the resident cartoon watcher, Netflix does have a really good track record with its cartoons. They do, have except some... for when they cancel it after three seasons. But... Yeah, <laughs> they they have had some pretty good cartoons. They've also had some pretty crappy cartoons on yeah. there. But I w- I generally would say like. Out of what they put out, there are probably more good cartoons than bad cartoons, okay. though. Yeah, and that's fair. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we'll I guess... rant about Netflix probably every week now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until yeah. they go under. I mean, yeah, little rants about that. Uh, one thing I should also explain with this is, like, it is kind of weird to, like, get subscription services to see this. I will say, like, if you look it up on YouTube, you could probably find the full movie on YouTube. It's, you know, here or there. We don't condone piracy. Yeah, we, we don't convenient. condone like we don't condone it, but it's it's an old movie. Like I mean, shit happens. If you watch yeah. it on YouTube, technically it's not piracy. Somebody yeah. else is doing yeah. Someone it, else did doing the piracy wrong by fucking <laughs> uploading it. But if you just like happen to watch you, it, if you just accidentally, accidentally click the link, like, yeah. what can happen? Right? It's just you're just swabbing the deck. You're yeah, not, you're not manning the ship. Exactly. Mm, come on. <laughs> You're not the captain. Yeah, you're not the captain. If anything, just blame the stars. <laughs> uh, Which is what we always say. Blame stars. Yeah. <laughs> Thorn in our side since day one of this podcast, it I swear. It is insane how that just is actually just a recurring issue. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like, it'd be fine if Stars just like had it to where like you could just watch it on Stars. Okay, cool. But it's like, hey, you can watch it all these other places, but you better give Stars a little bit of money. Yeah, like, basically, it's awful. It's, it's stupid. All right. But that's neither here nor there. Um, I think before this, since we've already watched this movie, I was the fir- only one who, to have seen this movie beforehand. Yeah, we did watch it already. Yeah. yeah. Um, but since we have already watched it, I guess I'll just go ahead and read the back of the box right now. Which I think it's probably better that I read it now compared to before because they kind of put a little bit of spoileriness in it. Eric Roberts, Philip Ree, Christopher Penn, John Dye, and David Agressa play five young men who are selected as members of the U.S. national karate team. Each teammate has his own reason for competing. However, they soon discover that in order to function as a team, they must put aside their differences and learn to depend on each other. <laughs> Their trainer, played by James Earl Jones, teaches them that winning is not a sometime thing, but an all-time thing. <laughs> Together, <laughs> I am reading. <laughs> Sorry. <It's> just... <laughs> Together, they enter an exhausting training period that puts, them, uh, puts their mental and physical uh, skills to the ultimate endurance test. After three months of grueling workouts and uh, personal conflicts, they're ready to face the highly skilled Korean team and become true champions. In an unexpected and climatic ending, these men come are come to understand what it takes to be the best of the best. <laughs> okay, so one that is way too long. Yeah, <laughs> two I would say that's just incorrect. <laughs> yeah, very yeah. much actually. <laughs> I mean, the sad thing is, is I actually had to skip over a couple of things because it's not just like the names of the people. It's Eric Roberts, Academy Award winner, nominee oh Best Actor God. in a Supporting Role of Runaway Train, 1985, National Security TV, Jesus Less Than Perfect, Philip Reed. <laughs> Like it, it does that whole spiel. So I had to like skip between that to try to just read off this thing. But yeah, like all that really tiny text Jesus is Christ, the synopsis, which like basically gives the whole movie. Font. Yeah, yeah, it's not actually accurate accurate to the actual movie. Though. Also, there's so much wrong with the back of that box. Starting with they all have their own reason. Like that's no. not notable. Yeah, it would be notable if like and they're all after the same guy. Like that would be something. Like yeah. one would, person has their own reason. Yeah, but, like, I would literally just say maybe one and a half of these yeah. people have the reason. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I did find, I think it was on IMDb, a better synopsis than this for it. And I was going to read that, but we already watched the movie. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to talk about how they kind of spoil what the movie's supposed to be for the back of the box. But they just, uh, they put way too much. It's, it's so one of those things where they literally uh, put the whole synopsis of the movie on the back of the box. And then they overshoot it. God, yeah, there's so man. many things, including like, I would say one of the quotes is just the wrong person it got attributed to. <laughs> Which it's one, like, the trainer? Yeah. Well, did it say trainer? I thought you said it, it said coach. Yeah, uh, their trainer teaches okay, them winning okay. is not the or only a sometimes thing, but an all-time thing. I also don't know why they put so much focus on that quote anyways. But I don't know. Yeah, it's especially like, considering the ending. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, actually. It's completely I think, pointless. <laughs> I think the movie's trying to go for like the winning is an attitude more than it is actually winning. It sounds like a fucking boomer thing to say. Except for the lady was like, there's only winning, never losing. Yeah, winning, winning is, is a, a habit. habit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Oh, uh, man. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to say that's probably one of the worst back of the boxes. Yeah, I didn't want to read the back had. of the box, but since we've already watched the movie, I figured, you know what? Why not? I appreciate it because it's an insane back of the box for like 80 different reasons. Yeah, it yeah. is. <laughs> Yeah, that was the back of the box. Um, I guess we should probably go around, give some general thoughts about it before we get into what's act what actually happens in this movie. Uh, e, like, what's your general thoughts? Uh, I'm gonna say this movie probably 
performed better in my head from the fact that I did not. I don't think I've actually watched a single like Karate Kid inspired movie. Fair. So like this is basically my first yeah, one. Yeah, Miami Connection. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like like oh okay I've seen like two now <laughs> out of what there was probably like five hundred of these. Yeah, there's there's a there's lot of lot. Yeah. yeah. It so, was kind of the thing in the seventies and eighties, uh, kind of like the after Bruce Lee era where they're making Kung Fu movies and like trying yeah. to like make the next big action star. Yeah. Yeah. This is, this is definitely one of those movies. It's like so insane in a lot of ways that I just like love what it's doing. <laughs> like everything is working against it, including its own audio. Yes. <laughs> Quite frankly, <laughs> the audio is mixed so poorly. It yeah. Is. I like, this feels like a discount aisle. <laughs> Karate Kid, like you'd find this at the dollar store, but like it's so like insane in the dumbest ways that it really like grabs me in a way yeah. that it probably shouldn't. And it's one thing I did say <laughs> off air is that like I have a feeling you guys are just gonna riff on this movie a lot because this movie does have a charm to it, but it's a charm that either does or does not work. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's basically my thoughts. Is like I probably enjoy this more than I really should. <laughs> and that's fair. Like, uh, like. While doing research for this movie, I saw a lot of people commenting online, like, I have no reason to like this movie, but I like this movie. <laughs> I think, I mean, everyone has that movie. Yeah. Like, you yeah. recognize there's yeah. nothing, like, particularly great about it, but you still love it. Digimon the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that has many things working against it, too. Yeah, that has a lot working against it. <laughs> and then I guess going, or, oh, are you done? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I guess going clown, or going clockwise with it, I'll ask Sam, what do you think of this? Um, It was... Pure '80s kung fu cheese. Yep, so if you definitely... like that, then... <laughs> I, I figured it'd be good to have some '80s cheese uh, <laughs> after that movie. But I didn't know how what ease uh, thing with the mist was. So <laughs> yeah, I had two very humorous movies in a row. For, for <laughs> <laughs> hey, points up for E. <laughs> yeah, this one was pretty funny. Probably. Not intentionally funny in no. some of hearts. Um, I think there's like two jokes. I think they intentionally wanted yeah. to be funny, and then it was just like weird. Doesn't it didn't really make sense? Just no. the guy that was like making all the weird jokes. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um, the only I don't know. I don't know if there are any intentional jokes in this movie. I mean, I think basically all of Virgil lines are intentional jokes. They try. Because, like, yeah. his character's, like, the weird nerd. Yeah. So, like, you're supposed yeah, to find yeah. what he's saying funny. And there are, like, a couple things he said that I did laugh at. <laughs> I guess. I laughed because it, like, why? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, like, that. purposely awkward. Yeah, yeah. So, sometimes it is just so bad. It's It, like, wraps around to being really funny. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, yeah, it's... 80s cheese, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I gotta say. Okay. Fair enough. And Drya, what'd you think of it? Um, I'm gonna call it 80s milk. Because uh, <laughs> cheese like gets better as it ages. Um, I mean, it's like a horseshoe of cheese. It goes back to being bad again. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's a single person in this world that wasn't at least the age 16 or 17 when this movie came out. That would look at this movie and think this is genuinely a good movie. <laughs> I think that you could watch this and be like, I enjoy this. But to say, like, this is a good movie with great drama and plot points <laughs> is not what this movie that is. It's a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, 
it is entertaining in some ways. Yes. Many, in some of the... It would have been great if we watched this then Kung Pao. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I could have, like, understood more what Kung Pao went for sometimes. Yeah, because this is basically exactly what Kung Pao is mocking, except for the part... No, actually, even some of the bad dubbing. Because there's yeah. a lot of bad dubbing in this there for no is. reason. Uh, like they, they, just, they lost the yeah, master like, audio. They just forgot to hit record that day or something. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it is quite possible that there are scenes in that movie to where like, they couldn't get the audio quite right in the actual scene. And so they just had the guys oh, yeah. go in, in a booth and then record the audio again and try to like get their mouths to sync up with what they were saying at that time. And that, didn't the work. actor's just getting their mail and then there's just an envelope with a tape recorder in it. <laughs> Dude, there's an audio book I remember listening to that... This audiobook was recorded in the 70s or something. You can hear a TV in the background. <laughs> so good. There, uh, Duckman, uh, one of the characters famously recorded his audio like in a bathroom <laughs> during nice. some pipe parts. <laughs> and, yeah. like, just like kind of came back by and just gave them the audio recordings and left. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Um, it's not that bad. It's just that it's super out of sync mm. and clearly nobody involved in the cast had ever done any kind of voice work by itself because none of the audio like matched up at all <laughs> even there were obvious places to where they were not saying what they were clearly saying yeah yeah well there's They're, like it's and not that, just out of sync sometimes sometimes it's like the background noise is um louder than the yeah, actual yeah. talking so, yeah my favorite part is there's a part where someone's like it, looking at themselves in a mirror like stoic faced and they put a dubbed voice yeah and it's yeah. like they clearly weren't talking yeah yeah <laughs> it was great i mean there are some clear like goofs that happen in this movie too with it being a lower budget I won't get, i'm not gonna say low budget but a lower budget uh action movie yeah and I don't um, know. yeah th- th- this movie is enjoyable but not for the right reason yeah. <laughs> okay i mean one good example of that is like uh i remember seeing a goof that whenever i was doing research for this and uh whenever they get their letter saying that they've been accepted onto the american teams and it says congratulations you've been accepted it spells congratulations with, with a, a d, d. Yeah, yeah i noticed that <laughs> <laughs> so sam noticed it she yeah. wait say where's the d where did they put a d where the t Con- supposed to be yeah congratulations congratulations <laughs> Liz would appreciate that. She has just been struggling to spell that word for years. Well, I, I didn't want to say anything because I was like, wait, maybe it is spelled with a D. <laughs> <laughs> the movie made you like not know anymore. Gave you the, oh, was it the uh, I Mandela can't, effect? Not the Mandela effect. It's another thing to where like uh, if a group says something's right, you just believe that it's oh, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mentality? The, the Ash something uh, the Ash effect. Kutcher effect. The Ash Wednesday effect. Sure, why not? Okay. <laughs> you, you we'll talk about that. <laughs> exactly. See, it works. No, I'm just not confident in my um, intelligence. Sometimes. Well, you know, <laughs> ability to is it them. not a sign of a good movie that it makes you rethink your life experiences? Huh. Wow. Like how they spelled congratulations wrong, <laughs> or did they? <laughs> a good movie really makes you think. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, was that all for you? Yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then I will say for me, like, I have nostalgia for this movie. Uh, this is a movie that was, like, popped up on the VHS whenever, you know, I needed to entertain myself as a kid. And so, like, I probably watched... in the same quality that we watched it. No, like, this was a. <sighs> okay, so here's the thing. My parents <laughs> did a thing, and, like, it was very common during the VHS days of, like, to like pay extra for movie channels like HBO oh, yeah, and stars yeah, yeah, yeah. and Cinemax and stuff like that. And then when a movie came on that you wanted to watch, they would just record it on their VHS. Mm-hmm. I watched yep, it on yep. one of that, like that quality of a movie. Mm. So it was like, 
a secondhand dubbed VHS <laughs> that I watched it on. Nice. The same way that you showed me Dusk Till Dawn the very first time. Yep. I remember that quite vividly. Yeah, that one, it's it's not very great quality. The colors are, like, even more so washed out, and, like, it, it, it's not good. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> but I guess before we, like, really get into the meat and potatoes of this, I'll start with Sam. Okay. How have you been? Um, okay. Um, possibly have a job lined up, so. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. I'm congratulations. Not say, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say 100%, but I think it's pretty yeah. solid. Okay. Seems pretty locked in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you. Yeah. <laughs> so, we won't okay. say exactly where, but I'll just yeah. give the hint of uh, the grapple store. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> Gonna be selling them grapples. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, she's a grapple expert. You know, it's good. it's, it's a niche watched, thing. But... Yeah, that's why we had to watch martial arts movies because Sam's our grapple expert. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking grapple like those apples that are supposed <laughs> like to taste like apples. Do they make those still? I don't know. They must, right? I don't know. Like, I feel like even when I got them, they're like weird. They, and I wouldn't uh, actually say they taste much like grapes. They do they, ones now that are, um, I think it's They're wapple. the grapes that taste like apples? No, no. They're grapes that taste like watermelon. Isn't there grapes that taste like cotton candy or something? Yeah, cotton like candy juice too. Yeah. Why can't we just eat fruit like that tastes like fruit? Because <laughs> we- we have to have weird fruits or nothing. <laughs> why, why, like, grapes and apples? Those are already, like, very good fruits. I know. Like, <laughs> sorry. I mean, that's a different tangent I went on yeah. like, a couple weeks ago because, like, uh, I had a – my uh, lead at work had a, one of those Ray's uh, energy drinks, the ones that are, like, 300 milligrams of caffeine in it. Uh-huh. And he was holding that and a coffee in the other hand. <laughs> and I told God. him just to do cocaine like an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Hopefully, that's <laughs> that's a thing, yeah. and you I'll know, have an income and be able to pay my bills. <laughs> That'll be exciting. Yeah. Incomes are neat. For yeah. some reason, we need those. Yeah. Nah, so. I don't know. Bridges are getting pretty nice nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're rooting for you. For now, they're trying to put spikes under those. It's true, yeah. actually. <laughs> you know what we do in our response? We just fight. Our we just make beds that just form over the top of those spikes. Yeah. There you you mean any mattress? Well, no, like a mattress that like has uh, triangles in the bottom of it, so it just fits on top of the spikes. <laughs> just perfectly on top. Yeah, so that way it just holds the beds down for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I mean, innovative. Innovative. <laughs> Elon Musk, call me. <laughs> <laughs> call me so I can just block his fucking number. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as he calls me, what the fuck are you doing with Twitter? <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. But, yeah. So, Drya, how have you been? Um, I've been awful in the best way possible. Um, if, Yay? Yeah, if people can tell, I have like a slight lisp now because I haven't learned how to speak yet with my new uh, mouth. Yeah. Because I got like a whole a whole bunch of dental work. I still have more to come. Yeah. But this is like, I got all the major stuff out of the mm. way. Um, yeah. So I'm still learning how to talk with like a full face full of teeth. Okay. Yeah. It's he's super not. fun. Yeah, he I mean, still needs his still wisdom good. teeth, unfortunately, but... <laughs> He could have paid the extra charge, so they just added wisdom teeth in there. Yeah, they're like, well, we got these lying around. Um, it's like interest, basically. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, a horrible, horrible pain, but I I can smile without feeling weird about it now. Yeah. So that's I mean, that, fun. Yeah, that's also a good thing. It's it's one of those it's tough at first, but it's worth the long term res- results. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, get a robot leg next. I think. I think if I nice. can do this. <laughs> Robot yeah. leg, right down the. You can have your robot leg. I have my bionic eyes. Yeah. yeah Are yeah. you gonna replace the one you dropped the weight on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I guess that's something I've I've never mentioned that in uh, this podcast. I don't think is that uh, your robot eyes. Yeah, so like eight years ago now. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, busy in ICL surgery because my eyes were actually too bad to get LASIK, so they had to put a permanent contact inside my eye. But I can see without glasses now, and it's great. Don't you have to like get that looked at every ten years? Oh, uh, they just have to make sure that like it doesn't like uh my eyes don't prematurely go bad. Fun, yeah, because like it's one like it's one of those like I'll never need glasses like I used to, but like they have there's something called over forty vision to where like once you get past the age of forty, the muscles in your eyes start to you know deteriorate a little bit, and like ev- like everybody at the age of forty starts to go like at least a little bit blind. So they say like worst case scenario. I'll probably need like reader glasses in my forties. Cool, yeah, I have like five bad. years. So that then. <laughs> <laughs> there's worse things. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, considering how like insanely blind I was as a kid, like this is it's great. It's true. Uh, but yeah, that, that's about all. Watched like a whole bunch of things that we'll talk about on on Twitch and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's about all for me. Yeah, Twitch.tv, the last ones in podcast. <laughs> last ones just in. last ones in. Oh, last just ones last in. ones in. The yeah. last ones in was taken. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which... Uh, by a channel that hasn't uploaded in like three years. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Twitch. But... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's also name squatters online. That's just yeah. always been a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, e. Hello. How have you been? Uh, I've been. You know, mm-hmm. I have. as one does. <laughs> uh. Uh, that animation, I, I talk about it every now and then. I have, I am basically three fourths of the way done with it now. Woo! So nice. uh, home stretch basically, and nice. I've I've listened to the audio again. I think the rest don't require too much animation. Nice. So I, I'm gonna give like a, a guesstimate of like two to three weeks. Very cool. Yeah, nice. I'm excited. It'll be fun. Yeah. I I keep like have I keep like doubting it, and then like I'll rewatch it. I'm like this is fucking silly. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, look forward to that in uh a time from now, <laughs> eventually. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just kind of work and video games and all the all the regular stuff. Yeah. How so, about you, Robbie? Uh, I've been having a bit of um midlife crisis. Guess, not so much a midlife crisis, mental uh, breakdown, quarter no. life crisis. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, osteoporosis. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh no, it's more of like apparently I just need to like start fixing everything a handyman week, I guess you can say. Uh-huh. Uh like so we were talking about like possibly like doing a stream on Saturday, but like my air conditioner at my apartment just broke. It's just constantly running. Oh. Yeah. That's expensive. Like it will not turn off. And so like the only way to turn it off like is to unplug it because if I just like uh hit the off button on it, it the compressor's still running. And it had ran for like three or four hours, and I hit the on button, just turned on the fan, and snow started coming out of it. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome! Yeah, and then like if I leave, if I just leave my air conditioning on, eventually like it'll st- like it'll build up so much condensation that it will stop blowing air through it. And so like, it's just a problem. And did you tell them about it? I did tell them about it. They have not done a thing about it yet. They said in three weeks we'll look at it. They put it as in progress and have not touched it since. <laughs> uh, and I wanted to look at it myself, but in order for me to actually like get to like where the compressor is because like the, they say like one of the main reasons that could happen is there's like a buildup on the compressor and it's so it can't tell if it's hot or cold and so it's just always sees that it's too hot and 
is constantly like blowing it in there. Uh, I tried to like see if I can get in there to clean it out, and it, unless I rip it out of the wall, I can't get to it. So I don't want to like you know. I don't know why you'd want to. You have constant snow at your disposal. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna just bring a snowball next week and just deck you with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna smell like Freon. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Oh yeah, that might actually just kill you. <laughs> it's fine. Um, other than that, uh, I think I've talked about this before of like, I have one of those, uh, PS3s, like the old fat ones that yeah, plays yeah, PS2 yeah. games. Cause it has like the actual PS2 chip. Um, I found out like some weeks back that in order to play PS2 games, you have to have an, like a legitimate DualShock controller. You cannot use a third party. Yeah. Um, and so I had to get the battery replaced on mine. And then this week, like all the button inputs started like freaking out on me. And so I had to take it apart and put it back together in order to like <laughs> relay out the are the contacts of it, and then it stopped charging on me. <laughs> so Christ. I had to take it apart again, and I had to reflow the solder on the charger, and it still wasn't charging. And it turns out that like DualShock controllers have to be hooked up to something that like recognizes it as a controller in order to charge, or else it just doesn't recognize it. So you can't just like use a wall plug in. Yeah. Oh. Which uh, the way that I have my PS3 set up right now, I can't like just like hook. I don't have a cable long enough to hook it into my PS3. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with the PS3. Yeah, and that's definitely one of them that I'm dealing with. And so, yeah. like, I just, I figured that out because, like, I plugged it into my computer and started charging fine. So, it's like, uh, so I just kind of went, like, cool, apparently I just don't understand DualShock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, DualShock 3 was a bad controller. VS3 was a bad console. I, le- I remember mine just stopped reading discs. Yeah, they'll just do that. It, like, yeah. I was playing Persona 5, and it crashed, and then it just stopped reading any discs. Yeah. And I was like, God damn it, I wasn't done. <laughs> I, I genuinely was like, can I just like pirate the game onto my <laughs> PS3 digitally? Like, I bought the game. I owned the a game. Technically, you could. Like, that's one of those gray areas of emulation. Yeah. I tried, but it's such a fucking yeah, annoying Yeah, emulation thing. for PS3 is very much in its infancy right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate the PS3. It's a bad that's console. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things I would say I have Persona 5, but it's for the PS4, so I don't yeah. think that helps you. Well, no, I beat it. Like, I, okay. I someone else had a PS3 that I borrowed. Okay. It didn't break. <laughs> just swapped the hard drives out or something? No, I just have their PS3. They're oh. just like, oh, I don't use it anymore. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah, so it's one of those, I'm also lucky, well, I guess part of it's luck, the other part of it is because I'm a handyman, like, the first thing I did whenever I got that thing is I took it apart and cleaned it out and redid everything on it so that way it works the way it's supposed to work. Like, if the drive dies on it, like, I can't fix the drive, but, like, I basically have it in good, si- or in good standing right now. Yeah. So fine. everything's falling apart at your work and at your house now. Kinda, Yeah. <laughs> Cool, cool. I can't wait till next week when you're running here, your shoes are in tatters, and you're like, don't know what happened. My car's just broken. It turned itself in half, actually, so I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I turned on the air conditioning, and it split in half, and then I got attacked by wild raccoons on the way over here. So that's why my clothes are all tattered. Yeah, and then my shoes just combusted. (laughs) I was tying them, and they just caught on fire. That's just apparently I, my insurance doesn't cover any of it, so cool. <laughs> that is the most realistic part of the story. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> but actually, weirdly enough, like things are going okay at work. I think the biggest thing that happened is um uh there it was actually on Thursday. I thought I was gonna be like doing my usual thing that I do in the nail line, and uh apparently we hit this weird perfect situation because like uh the guy who normally runs the laser at work and like you know laser etches every like all the serial numbers on the parts and everything was sick and his backup is gone because he had to go to a funeral and so i was the next qualified person to do that and i had not run that machine in five months Jesus Christ. and i had to teach another guy who had not run it in years how to like 
reintroduce him how to run everything. Robin, why don't you just fucking open your own business? You do everything at that fucking <laughs> business anyway. I don't have money to open up my own business. These machines are expensive. Just find it in that place. You can just walk in there probably and they won't notice. <laughs> just go in the office and be like, what's in this cabinet? Don't know. Last guy didn't tell me how to open it, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're somewhat accurate, and that's what frustrates me. <laughs> Lord. Oh, man. But, but yeah, there's but, a reason they want to keep me where I'm at is because I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Have they paid you more? <laughs> they should, but <laughs> maybe you should bring that up to them. <laughs> uh, my review's coming up, and the, I have brought that up. All right. Well, <laughs> we should talk well, we'll see what that. happens with that. That'll be a future update. Yeah. But enough about our personal lives. I guess we can get back into the nitty gritty mm-hmm. of the best of the best. The gut wrenching stories of uh, Alex, Tommy, Ooh. the racist one, yeah. the racist one. Yeah, let me pull up their names really quick. Uh, the Buddhist really? one. The Buddh- uh, He's Virgil. V Hill. Virgil. I, I just Alex, re- Tommy, Travis, Virgil. And it just says the other Stan. Sonny. Sonny. <laughs> yeah, Sonny's Italian. Yeah. Who the fuck was Stan? Vir- <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Sonny's <laughs> Italian. Virgil's uh, Buddhist. Buddhist. Uh, Travis is racist. Travis is racist. <laughs> Tommy is Asian. He's Pot- South Korean. Korean. South Korean. Korean. Yeah. And Alex is the white is guy. The white. Is the white guy. He- <laughs> well, there- there's four white guys. Wait, is, yeah, Alex he's the the guy, guy. is that the guy with the ponytail has a son? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. he has a son. Alex has a son. That's his character. That's his character thing. Is like He's only good at martial arts, but he also has a five-year-old son that he abandons for three months in order yeah, to go fight. as he put it, martial his, arts is the only thing that matters. And no, it's the only thing died. he's good at. And his wife died. Yeah. So. Yeah. He sucks at being a father, but damn it, he's a good martial artist. Which is hilarious, because the first thing they do is show him being like a pretty good father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, he clearly cares about his kid a lot. Yeah. Not that much, though. No, but like... It's <laughs> about hitting people way more. Enough to teach him to ride a bike. I don't think either of my parents thought he had to ride a bike. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's all the character. Yeah. Pretty like, much. Like, you know, there is James Earl Jones, who's Oh, yeah, the coach, he's Dr. Cuso. And there's... He yells uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah he, he, that's his character as he yells at them and he's yeah. angry at them, which honestly is accurate, Coach. <laughs> but I feel like we did learn... That the only word in the English language that he can't make sound like a human being said it <laughs> is the word no. Every time, it's so weird. <laughs> I think it's because he pronou- pronunciates so aggressively that when he says no, it doesn't even sound like he's angry. It's just a very loud no. <laughs> no. But then, like, you go to episode three and just no. Like, he can't say the word no. <laughs> it's why he stars in so many movies. He can't say no. You know what? This is a real, like, miscast. He should have been the yes man. <laughs> yeah, he's the coach. Uh, he has a trainer who's also a nerd, I guess. I don't... That's He has a bunch of videos. He oh, sure for... does have a lot of statistics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, another trainer is put on, and it's a girl? What? what? She can't kung fu. Except she's like a black belt in taekwondo, which I guarantee is more than the coach has. He doesn't... I don't think he has anything. No, I think he's, he's just, just a coach. He's good at telling other people how to do things. Yeah. That's why he's a coach. Good at being angry. Yeah, he's she's James like... Earl Jones. I mean... Yeah. 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 But yeah. Uh... I mean, if James Earl Jones tells you to do push-ups, you do push-ups. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's true. I need you to do push-ups now. <laughs> okay. 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 
but the the basic thing is the best uh taekwondo slash mma slash boxer slash karate <laughs> yeah so here's the thing about it like going into like uh, the history of this movie and everything um philip Ree, the guy who plays tommy in this mm-hmm. um in real life he is a six degree black belt in taekwondo a third degree black belt in hapkido and a first degree black belt in kendo so he's a black belt in sword fighting yeah which means he legally can kill people and he I legally think... has to uh, identify his hands as uh, lethal weapons, so there's that. <laughs> what, I, I forget what movie it was that we watched, but it's like, he's a black belt. You know what that means? That if he kills somebody, it's illegal. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, wasn't it? Yeah, Once Upon oh. a Time in okay, Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, I was so yeah. confused. I was like, I feel like I would remember this line yeah, if I heard it. because that was the thing that they... I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen the previews for it. And in the previews, he's just like, it's like, I am a black belt in Taekwondo. That means if I, uh, if we fight and I kill you, I go to jail. And he, he responds <laughs> with, anybody would go to jail. It's called manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... But, uh, yeah, he's, you know, a black belt in all three of those things. He actually does own his own studio in San Diego, I think is what it is. Was it a studio for yeah, kids? I, <laughs> yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, I think that was actually at his studio. Because really he does legitimately teach uh, martial arts to people. Like, he was a, uh, very successful. He actually, on top of, like, teaching kids and everything, he's also uh, been known to, like, train some of Hollywood's elites and uh, all these different types of martial arts. Him okay. And his, him and his older brother. So he is definitely qualified. Yes, he is definitely qualified. He's actually the... Uh, him and his brother in this movie are the only uh, actual martial artists in this movie. What a waste to have... Uh, have whatever. It's fucking the best of the best. What a waste to have his brother be the like, character who just gets killed and doesn't do anything then. <laughs> well, actually, the guy who has an eye patch uh, in the movie, that's his brother in real oh, life. Oh, I thought he meant the person who played yeah, in, his in brother. Re- yeah, okay. in real life, those two are brothers. The, okay. Yeah. Huh. Is he uh, actually blind? No, uh, that Damn was just it. for the movie. That would have been fun. Uh, the only thing that's <laughs> probably not for him, him is uh, his brother in real life is a seventh degree black belt in Taekwondo <gasps> and a third degree black belt in Hapkido. So he's better. So is that Slightly. the reason why their fight's the only one that looks halfway decent? Yes. Yeah. Good. Because they're the only ones who actually know how to fight. So like the actual only real fight you see is between them. And even that's like still highly choreographed, like, you know, oh, basically yeah. be a dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But it's one of those like, you know, they just train to like make them look as as much as fighters as possible yeah but like it's one of those they're still just actors you can only do so much with it yeah 100 yeah. yeah but um you know they both actually have their own studios like very successful our stu- studios in california uh philip re wanted to basically you know branch out and do something more challenging to him so he started you know becoming an actor and like doing movies and stuff like that did <laughs> the a couple, only thing like, more challenging than mastering every martial art becoming an act apparently <laughs> but like he wanted to do it because like you know it's a california yeah, thing yeah. uh this was in the 70s like late 70s uh you know he did some stunts for some movies he uh you know did some uh him and his brother do choreograph or choreography for some our uh, fight scenes and movies and stuff like that okay eventually he made enough money that he made his own studios sbs studios that you see at the beginning and their very first movie was best of the best <laughs> so there's that, and uh, I think one of the more interesting things, which probably explains a lot with, like, what happens in this movie, is, like, you know, he played in some other movies. His two biggest ones before this was a movie called Ninja Turf and Silent Assassins. Uh, both, like, hard, like, no-budget, R-rated uh, action flicks, basically. Sure, okay. never heard of either of them. Yeah. And it's one of those, like, you, you have to, like, look them up online in order to find them. Right. Um, but... I guess, like, at the time, like, in California, a bunch of people had seen them. They had done pretty successful, enough for him to open up his own movie studio huh. to make this movie. Um, apparently, like, in one of the interviews that I saw online, 
for this. So this is like actually from Philip Ree's mouth is that like, you know, he made the studio. Um, I guess Sony wanted to buy Silent Assassins because they got <laughs> Linda Blair to be in that movie. <laughs> And uh. yeah, uh, and he said like, sorry, like we already sold it to another company, but I got another movie that I'm working on. And he sent them a script for <laughs> best of the best. And uh, Sony basically like helped budget this movie. Basically. Wow. Huh. So like out of um, if you look up anywhere online, it says that this movie had a budget of five million dollars. Philip Ree said the mo- uh, the budget of this movie was six point five million dollars. And he said like half of it was just like cut down the middle from Sony to them. So, like, huh. They just gave him money and said, make a movie. That's what cool. a weird like point in sony's yeah life then just like man let's make a fucking karate kid i, I mean, mean this was during the time that like karate kid was like dominating yeah, the box yeah, office yeah. also this would have been what was it, 89 you said yeah 89 so yeah this wasn't exactly sony giant movie studio they were uh, mostly known for an electronic company at the time. oh okay yeah but yeah like that's one of the companies that helped fund this movie basically was sony um one of the main reasons why he like the Main basis of the story is actually based off something that happened in real life because, you know, him and his uh, Philip Ree and Simon Ree uh, both like fought in tournaments since they were little. And I guess there's like one tournament in particular wherever he was going up against this guy and uh, the guy knocked his brother out of the ring. And then uh, even though his brother was already knocked out, he went to go do an axe kick on him, which that's one of those like if you're if you're falling down because he fell out of the ring and someone goes to do an axe kick on you, that can do a lot of damage. Yeah. And um he like you know he jumped in front of him and like hit him and like basically started a brawl in the middle of a martial arts tournament because like a guy went to go hit him while he was his brother out of that and like i guess afterwards like after the tension had uh subsided a little bit he went and talked to me so like hey i'm sorry that i hit you but you my brother fell out of the ring you already got your point and you're gonna hit him anyways and i couldn't let you do that and he thought the guy was gonna like you know get angry at him and be like hey how about we step outside or something being the late 70s when this happened and um the guy actually looked at him and said like i'm sorry like it's just the way that i was trained is that until my coaches say stop i keep on going and i went into that mode and i lost myself and i just kept on going so i didn't mean to like do your brother harm that was my bad huh take my wallet (laughs) (laughs) and then like i guess actually like years later uh, which this one is a little bit dicey, but this also comes from Philip Ree's mouth. So like take it from his word, I guess, is that uh, he said that uh, he actually went and fought in the 1980s Olympics in Korea, which I did some research into that. And it turns out like Korea has their own like little Olympics called the Asian games, but I couldn't find anything on the 1980s Taekwondo tournament Weird. up there, but they actually chose five people, Philip Ree being one of it. And the guy who fought his brother some years ago was huh. also <laughs> in that. And so a guy who, like, legitimately started off as his enemy, they ended up becoming best friends, like, later on in life. I think I want more... I want a story about this guy more than the story we have here, <laughs> yeah. honestly. But His life sounds way more interesting. Yeah. But that's kind of, like, what the basis of this story was. Yeah. It was that on top of... Um, there was one time while he was at his studio and he overheard some of his students talking and they said, like, hey, like, have you seen, like, any of Mr. Ree's movies? And this is whenever he did, like, Silent Assassins and Ninja Turf and, like... One of his students said, like, yeah, like, you know, I saw one of his movies and it's cool and all. But, like, he always goes on about how we're not supposed to hurt people. But in all these movies, he's killing everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And so he felt obligated to, like, make a movie where nobody dies and, like, where he, like, he's not killing people, basically. He felt obligated to his students. Like, you know, I'm teaching you, like, you know, not to harm the people all the time. But in these movies, I'm killing everybody. And I want to make a movie where, like, I don't harm somebody, even though, like, so they tried, like, making a script of, like, he has every reason to kill this man. It was, like, revenge for killing his brother, but he doesn't. You know what? Genuinely, 
huge respect for this guy. This guy yeah. is like so he did that as an obligation really to cool. his students, and to this day is the only PG thirteen rated movie he's ever been in. <laughs> Everything else has been rated R. <laughs> Why were his students watching rated R movies? It's just the thing, especially in the seventies and eighties. But like you know, they had blood and violence and yeah. stuff like that. Because like. Uh, I guess like one good example is like his first movie Ninja Turf like that was a no budget movie he said and when he says no budget uh, there is a scene in the script where like they had to fight these Mexicans and so I guess he went to like an actual Mexican gang and said like hey we're filming a movie and we need to do a fight scene do you guys want to be a part of it and he's like hey SA like you filming a movie <laughs> like this is his impersonations like, okay. like what are you going to pay us for and he's like I'll give you guys a case of beer and he went and talked to his friends like okay we'll do it <laughs> And so he fought a Mexican gang for a case of beer in his first movie, apparently. I want a movie about this guy's life. Oh, yeah. This, like, <laughs> so um, another guy who's like really big in the martial arts scene in Hollywood is Scott Atkins. Uh, during the pandemic, made a podcast, and he went and started talking to like a whole bunch of other action stars. Uh, this is where I got a lot of the information is he actually did uh, an interview with Philip Ree about like his early life and like. Because Philip and his brother, they were actually born in South Korea in the 70s. They moved to San Francisco. He, like, lived in the slums of of California, like, you know, learning martial arts from his father and uh, growing up in, like, basically violent areas and stuff like that. Realizing he needed to, like, turn around his life, became a Taekwondo instructor and everything. Like, he's had a really interesting life. Yeah, like, shit. It feels weird that we're gonna go back to this movie after hearing, like, this really interesting story <laughs> But, yeah, like, this is, like, all the basis of, like, like he didn't direct this movie, the first oh, one. Sorry, uh, sorry, he yeah. did help write it though. Him and uh, another, like one of his buddies who like actually went to school for uh, writing uh, scripts and stuff like that. Like they wrote this movie together and then got someone to direct it. Uh, got Sony to help fund it. Uh, funded it for like six point five million dollars. Apparently, Sony ha- wanted to do like a limited release on this hmm. movie, so like it, you could watch it in theaters, but it was like you had to be in a specific theater at a specific time sure so it only made like 1.7 million dollars uh in the box office which com- super confused me because there's legitimately four best of the best movies <laughs> i am not joking there are four of them the best and of the best the best of the best of the best how? the best of the best of the best of the best and the, the funny the thing worst. is is like each best of the best movie is more batshit insane than the last one because <laughs> this one's like super grounded about like you know martial arts tournament and stuff like that the second one is about underground gladiatorial combat and came out the year before <laughs> ufc came out and so like he keeps on saying like he knows that it's not true but he likes to brag that he invented ufc <laughs> because a lot of like what they do in the second movie is like ufc style combat wow. like mixed martial arts huh. and like Part of the reason why he's uh, a black belt in multiple styles is because he was, like, one of the first guys in California to be like, hey, like, you know, Taekwondo's cool and all, and, like, it does really good kicks, but it's not very good for punching. And so we need to, like, learn a different st- uh, style in order to do punching. And, like, it doesn't do <laughs> grapple very well, so we need to learn a different style for grapple. And so, like, even for his students that he teaches, he teaches them multiple styles of kung fu, so they have, like, an overall balance of kung fu instead of, like, being really good at one thing or the other. Because wow. he, huh. he felt that it was, like, super... Uh, like you know it was super old fashioned to be like oh my kung fu style is better than your kung fu style and like he thought that was a very outdated way to think about it and was like one of the first guys in California to like start mixing martial arts together to try to create a better form of martial arts this is generally like a really interesting person wow yeah Bill uh, Bree is a super interesting guy uh, here we go with the plot of the movie I hope you guys are ready uh, five of the best <laughs> martial artists in a, in the US uh, trained to fight five of the best martial artists in Korea. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that's the plot that, of the movie. Yeah. That's the movie. Yeah, that is the movie. Uh, turns out that 
they say that everybody has their own reasons, but the only one that it really uh, focuses on is Tommy yeah. in this, even though Eric Roberts uh, is, like, casted as the lead actor yeah, in this. Yeah, it's so weird. Like, he gets, like, all of the screen time, but he's such a fucking boring character. Yeah. He has nothing. The ponytail I mean, guy? Yeah, the ponytail yeah, guy. Okay. That's how boring he is. <laughs> I don't even, like, even attention. But, yeah, he got the cast of being, like, the lead actor. Uh, I guess the funny thing is, cause, like, like uh, Eric Roberts and... James Earl Jones are like the two biggest actors, but like, you know, Christopher Penn is in there. He's the guy who plays Travis. He was also a big, uh, he's also a big star, even though he's like mostly known for being Sean Penn's brother. Um, but like they got some big actors to play like this movie. And it was like, you know, the first movie that they did, apparently they, the first person that they talked into being in this movie was James Earl Jones. And after James Earl Jones agreed to be on this movie, every other one, everyone else is like, I want to work with James Earl Jones and like started like <laughs> running to this movie basically. Yeah. Even like the kid was, well, maybe that was after this, but like the kid was pretty big, right? It was in between. Uh, he, the kid oh, was yeah. in child's play. Yeah. yeah. Child's like, play one or two, just child's all play. All three. Okay. So yes. I mean, not big, but I mean, but like a notable character. Like, there's a lot of notable people in this. Yes, yeah, yeah, there are yeah, definitely yeah. notable yeah. people in this. And mm-hmm. like, one thing that's actually going to surprise Dry about this is this movie's actually on a bunch of lists of like being one of the most inspirational sports movies ever made. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. Inspire you to get up and turn the fucking thing off. Or... <laughs> <laughs> like, I can fucking do better taekwondo than these fucking assholes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, obviously, like not if... the real biters, but like the actors yeah. who are pretending. I mean, I can yeah. see what they're going for, but yeah. it's, it's... and I think this is one of those movies like <laughs> all. I'll say it like right now, like because you know, main plot of this movie is like the five get picked. Um, you know, they say all of them have their reasons. The most that they say is that like Alex, one played by Eric Roberts, is basically like this is what he feels he's good at, and so like this yeah. is his passion in life. It's what he's following. All all they really then, say is he also had to retire because he yeah he also had to retire lost. because of a bum shoulder yeah, but which like, is like fine. I get yeah. like I don't understand how this would inspire anybody except for men in their mid thirties. Mm-hmm. I mean I mean like if you're like young watching this yeah. and you see all that you're like, oh yeah, let me try uh type So like a bit, apparently like, you know, MMA athletes and like people who are also big in the martial arts scenes and stuff like that, like uh apparently like they find this movie super <laughs> inspiring, but it's kind of the same thing of like me saying about like, yeah, Steve Vai is such a good guitarist because like I play guitar. So I listen to like other really good guitarists that most people have never heard of, like Steve yeah. Vai and Paul Gilbert and Joe Satriani and um the other people. <laughs> yeah. And um, other right now. Uh, Joe ba- or Bassin- no, Joe Biden. No. Uh, Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> Definitely not Joe Biden. He really got me into smelling shampoo. No, like, they, no, don't you guys remember during his inauguration when he fucking busted out the strap and just like... <laughs> fucking mad riffs, man. <laughs> Technically, <laughs> the only one to actually do that is Bill Clinton. <laughs> God. Apparently, he went on a talk... Like, whenever he was, like, you know, uh, going for president, he actually went on a talk show and played saxophone. Oh yeah, I remember that. They they referenced that in the Animaniacs. Maybe the coolest president we've ever had. Also well, the rape. Well, huh. I don't know about the rapiest, but maybe. No, definitely not the rapiest. I mean, he's the only one we know for a fact has gotten a blowjob in the Oval Office. Though. Uh, Fair. The only one we got confirmation of it. That's the say. only one we can say without a fact. Has without gotten a fact? without a question, a doubt. without a doubt, without a doubt. <laughs> that's yeah. the one. Without a fact, if we just make shit up, <laughs> he's the only one we know without a doubt who has gotten a blowjob in the Oval Office. People probably get a blowjob in the Oval Office like daily. Oh, like every hour, probably. Yeah, but like we can assume Kennedy did, but we don't know Kennedy did. Uh, probably God. more than a blowjob. Oh yeah, he fucked Marilyn Monroe constantly. 
Anyway, what are we talking about? Back to back to this. I mean, it is like one of those things. Like sometimes you just hear like the like, oh yeah, fucking the best of the best is awe inspiring. Yeah, and really. Like, and I think like the whole awe inspiring. I will say because like it leads all about that. The one that has like the biggest story is Tommy because like his brother was killed in a similar tournament from Dayhan. Yeah. He also uh, lost his ice cream the same day. And yeah, lost his ice yeah, cream and was... his brother in all big one swoop. Yeah. So tragic. Also, and... his parents bought him a hat that was way too big. Way too big. Yeah, it was probably his brother's hat. Probably. Uh, oh yeah, I guess that's probably, probably what they're for going that. for. Uh, <laughs> but looks like, like he has a big There's hat. that like Dayhan killed his brother in a tournament 10 years like 10 or 15 years ago. Uh Dayhan's also known to be like one of the greatest fighters to ever live er, yeah, in this he... movie and like he goes up against him and like he basically does win the fight against Dayhan. But, like, it's they kind of suggest that, like, if he's, like, one point away from winning, and if he hits him one more time, it's going to kill him. Yes. Oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. We're... Oh, yeah. I guess we're... <laughs> oh, no. We're, we're definitely in spoilers for this movie. That's... Sorry. Don't, don't, say, the, don't say the age, because that is literally the point of this podcast. Yeah. But we can't say it's a fucking karate taekwondo movie. <laughs> like... Oh, yeah. yeah this dang, movie well. from 1989 that... Uh, I will say about it, though, is that, like, Unless, like, you're, like, into, like, this, that sports arena and stuff like that. Because I guess, like, this movie is, like, inspirational to people like Scott Atkins and Chuck Liddell. And, like, yeah, Chuck uh, Norris. Maybe Chuck Norris? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think Chuck Norris already had a career by this point. Yeah. He did. But anyways, like, it's considered to be, like, inspirational because it's literally one of those, like, he had every reason that he could have killed him and, like, won for the tournament and stuff like that. Like, oh, like, it was an accident and gotten his revenge. But he decided to be the bigger person. And, like, the whole idea yeah. of this ending is that he didn't, like, he sought victory by saving a life by not ending it kind of thing. Yeah. So it's kind of like he uh chose for he chose forgiveness over revenge at the end of it. And like the guy you end up finding out later on that like Dehan actually isn't like that bad of a guy and he actually like he was also equally as scared but he just didn't like want to he like you know cuz it's like oh like you killed this guy's brother some years ago and now you have to fight him again and so like he was also in a situation of that and like was scared of that and like you know felt or at the end like finally tells him I'm sorry for what I did and basically says um i are um, like i give you uh, i give you myself as a brother uh for what i did kind of thing at the end of it it's like away from them apologizing like you know having the happy cheesy 80s ending yeah. i want to say this is the most heart the movie has yeah and it is like literally the last yeah. three minutes of this movie it's, it's like one bpm <laughs> <laughs> this movie but, is a movie of like very convenient and quick turnarounds of character. Yeah, yeah it, it, there is definitely, like, it goes very quickly from, like, another good example is Travis. Like, Travis, it goes very quickly of him being a racist asshole to a guy who just cares about everybody now. Yeah. I still think he, I he's still know. kind yeah, of racist, racist at the end yeah. of the movie, Yeah, though. he's actually pretty racist still. Yeah. He just is less racist to the people on his team. Yeah. Yeah. Which, maybe, you know, most honest part of racism. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty fair. Oh, man. Yeah, like... I don't know, it's so weird how this movie, like, again, I fucking hate that Alex is the main character because he yeah. doesn't matter. So I think part of that had to do with the fact that he's Eric Roberts because Eric Roberts was a huge name in, like, the 1980s, like, you know, Academy Award winner and everything, mm-hmm. uh, starred in a bunch of these movies, and he was a huge actor. Is Julia Roberts his sister? Yep. Okay. I was gonna, that's what I was going <laughs> to say is that he became, a, or he was a huge actor and was, like, basically on top of the world. Until he his sister got into acting and his daughter Emma Roberts got into acting and now he <laughs> kind of just lives in the shadows of his younger sister and daughter at this point. Oh, I know he was only one of the best known actors for a period in of the time. 80s. Oh, <laughs> the way that I recognize him is 
He's that villain in that one Disney movie you sort of remember that was on Disney Channel that one afternoon. He was the Sky villain High? in all of them. Probably. I don't think he was in Sky High. You, he, do, he doesn't look the same, but he's there. No, okay. he, he pretty much looks the same. He has like a weird tooth now. <laughs> oh, he has, like, totally a changes his entire facial structure. He has like structure. a weird denture thing, and like he has super short hair, and it's gray. Yeah, like <laughs> all in, the se- in the sequel of this, because like, uh, I will say like best of the best two, it's mostly Alex and Tommy. Like, Ooh. that's it. They got rid of the racist guy. What? They actually killed the racist guy. Cool. Mm. Well, it's oh, a better movie. <laughs> I mean, I could bring the second one. I do have it. I don't, maybe in a, like next year. <laughs> I will say like, I didn't plan on bringing the second one like at, to the podcast. I just kind of want to show you like some things that are probably cool effects in the 90s, but like looks super dated now. That's actually just makes it unintentionally funny. Oh, let's just have one week where we're like, okay, find a movie that has like one really cool scene and that's it. And we'll just all bring one, a movie with one scene we really like. It's actually a couple scenes, but like each yeah. of them are a couple seconds long. Yeah, that would be, be a fun idea. I but will there's say no it, way you could like cohesively talk yeah. about that. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, like the best of the best movie series, like it has like a batshit insane like way that goes. Like I said, first one is yeah. this movie, like you know, martial arts tournament. Second one, underground gladiatorial fighting to the death. Third one, Tommy fights Nazis. <laughs> okay. And the fourth one. He Nazis goes to fight Tommy. He goes to space. <laughs> Almost. He, fight, <laughs> he fights Russian terrorists that are uh, counterfeiting money. So. As you do. They just said, fuck it. Kinda. Lord. Like, they cool. wanted to make it, like, you know, bring, like, I'll give it this, because I've, I've seen the first three. I have not seen the fourth one. I just read a synopsis on the fourth one, because it is almost impossible to find a copy of this movie online for the fourth one. Uh, like the closest that I found is if I buy um, a like, four pack of all yeah, the it, it's a four pack or four pack movie of it all in Blu-ray in a region that is not American. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to like find a weird regionless player in order right, to actually. Because you like, were saying this it. movie did much better yes, overseas. Uh, so like I said, uh, the first movie had a budget between five million and six point five million dollars. Did did roughly about one point seven million in the box office. Apparently they killed it in the rec uh, in the rental market. Like everybody was renting this movie. Like so in VHS and rentals, like they made a lot of money even in the U.S. But apparently, like the biggest chunk of money they made off of this movie was international. And then you know they ended up making a sequel, which is like you know a bigger budget movie had a bigger budget, uh, like more bigger budget actors and their uh you know better camera work and like better everything basically, uh for the second one. It even though like that's more batshit insane, but like it actually they did it in a way that it makes sense as a continuation of the first movie. And then the third one just get the goes... best of the best of the best to go to this underground <laughs> ring to find drug dealers. Yeah, Tommy and Alex are the best of the best of the best. <laughs> and then the third one, Tommy uh, Lee's, it's just Tommy in this one, uh, yeah. goes back to like his old uh, town. Which I guess he did want to make the third one because like he wanted to make a movie kind of talking about racism. And so he, that, it's why he fights Nazis in the third one. But like apparently... <laughs> a little ham-fisted, but okay. Yeah. Well, it was one of those, like, he was reading stories of, like, uh, like Asian, uh, people in Asian communities that were being, like, beat to death by white people right. in uh, San Francisco, which was, like, a huge problem, uh, you know, back then. It became even a bigger problem, like, you know, after the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, he wanted to talk about that. Like, this was in 95 when he made this movie. Apparently was, um, he was talked to by the Weinstein brothers about making the movies. But, like, because it didn't do very, like, you know, both the first and second movie didn't do very well in theaters. Like, I think this third one maybe had a theatrical release. I'm not sure. I think it might have been straight to VHS. It definitely plays, like, a straight to VHS movie. Hmm. But, like, he basically told the Weinstein brothers, like, okay, like, 
I'll do uh, I'll do it for Miramax, but I have to write the movie, I have to produce the movie, and I have to direct it. And they said, okay, cool. And they and agreed to that. Yeah, they agreed to that and gave him a check, wow. and he just made the movie. And then they told him like, hey, we want you to make another one. He's like, I- I'm out of ideas. I did I never planned on making a fourth one. Like I don't and then know they what they just to do. put like Rocky two. They just gave him Rocky two. <laughs> <laughs> Rocky two is the one he fights. Well, he always fights Russians or whatever. But no, that's it's like... a fourth one that he fights oh, Russians. Oh damn it. <laughs> There's but, one where he's barely in the boxing ring at all. Yeah. I think it's five or whatever. Yeah, it's five. Yeah. In space. <laughs> so, uh, we'll talk about that off the Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's five. Well, you, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I guess, like, the fourth one, like, he literally was out of ideas. Like, they just kind of, like, threw spaghetti at the wall for the fourth one. And, like, Miramax was just like, here's money, make a movie. <laughs> that is insane to think that he was, like, a very, like, well sought after for making this movie. Yeah. He was sought after for making this movie. Uh, apparently... At one point in time, he was supposed to make a movie, or no, uh, might have been a TV show called Cato that uh, he had written, written with some friends uh, that was going to be produced by Oliver Stone and was going to be directed by John Woo. But <laughs> I guess, uh, I think it might have been Sony. It was whatever company, I can't remember what company he was working with at the time, uh, didn't know John Woo for any of his films because like, he had just freshly came out of China to America to become a, a director. And like, so a lot of Americans didn't know who he was. And so, like, why do you want to make, uh, you know, a show with this no-name uh, director? Like, we're not going to fund this. And then another studio picked him up, and, like, the entire project just kind of went... Yeah. And then with something that Darius said at the uh, beginning of this movie, um, in 95, he actually was uh, one of the people who was considered to play Liu Kang in the Mortal Kombat movie. Huh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. That would have worked. Yeah. And, like, yeah, great. the fact that they had an actual, you know, black belt playing Liu Kang, I think would have worked very well for the... Mortal Kombat movies, but uh, ended up losing out to Robin Sue, I think is how you say his name. Don't even, I couldn't yeah. tell you who. But who the actor who ends up playing him in the actual yeah. Mortal Kombat movie. He does that, and then that one where they play the Sega Game Gear or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like, like it, that was Shiro? almost Philip Ree's role. Sur- Surf Ninjas? Oh, I thought, <laughs> I was thinking, thinking of the Saturn. That's why I was saying a wrong name. <laughs> yeah, I can but, look uh, him up if you guys want to know. Nah, it's no, fine. It's not that uh, terribly important. But yeah, I, like, I think this just reiterates. I would much rather have a movie about this guy. Like, yeah, he's I think yeah, I think he just wants a documentary about the Re Brothers. Yeah, I I mean I want a movie because then you could just fucking go batshit insane with real life. But <laughs> it's true. I actually yeah, his story is like a thousand percent more interesting than yeah. anything in this yeah. movie. And like yeah. like I said, it's one of those things. If you go on Scott Atkins' YouTube channel and uh, find his Art of Action podcast that he has in there, episode sixteen, he talks to Philip Re. You can find out more about his early life and like basically how like what led him from his early times in uh san francisco in the 70s to like where he is now like you can he has a really interesting story but like (laughs) made these movies and was kind of like you know was really interesting that he was sought after but i think part of it is because he had like a very like he was an actual martial artist who could actually act so here's a question um is he like still active in hollywood is he still doing stuff or he's mostly just running his studios um that's fair after Best of the Best 4, he kind of went quiet for a while, which was in 1998. And he went quiet until he made, like, a movie for kids called, uh, I think it's un- it called Underdog Kids in 2015. He did that, and then, like, a movie called, uh, two, like, there's these YouTube short movies called uh, Two Bellboys, and he's in the third one huh. for okay. a while. So, like, but, yeah, I think he mostly, it's one of those things is, like, I think he's just very comfortable where he is in life. Because, like, he made yeah. movies as a kind of a, a challenge to himself. Because, like, you know, he said that, like, he's doing very well financially. He doesn't, like, need to run studios in Hollywood. He doesn't need to make movies. But he enjoys running his studio, so he just does that. Yeah. Like him and his brother do. Yeah. 
generally, this guy is way more interesting to talk about than the movie in a lot of ways. Uh, I get we'll, we'll we'll like do some like fucking throw darts at a dartboard of like <laughs> stuff about this movie. Um, there's like a slight plot point where the coach is such a hard ass that like you can't leave ever. Yeah, which and would never Alex, happen in real life, but it's yeah. it kind of one of those like they have to have like a plot point to move it yeah. forward and like. It, it, it's a forced thing that they did for the movie to add drama that doesn't yeah. need to be there. It, it was very 80s to do shit yeah. like that. Uh, um, Eric, what? Eric, Alex. Alex. Yeah, Ponytail Alex. guy. <laughs> Mr. Ponytail himself. <laughs> His son gets into a car accident and he's like, oh, he might lose, lose his leg. I gotta go. <laughs> what a weird thing to say about I know. Like, a car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, it just happened. Specify, he was riding a bike and got hit by a car. It's yeah. not like... But they, they foreshadowed this in the original bar scene because his son asked if he could drive a car. So, Ooh. like, one review that I saw of this movie was, uh, like, Robert uh, Robert Ro- Eager? Yeah, Robert De Niro. Oh, the, the, the movie critic? Big, the big one? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Robert Eager. Uh, he gave this movie a one out of four. <laughs> and He's he was right. saying, yeah, he was saying that it was, like, super predictable. And, like, it's like one of the first things that you see is uh, Alex, you know, uh, giving his son uh, a bike or teaching his son to ride a bike. And he's riding past the lane of cars and kind of slowly swerving towards him as if that wasn't foreshadowing. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anything. He's like, he hated this movie. <laughs> it's not a good him. movie. Yeah. Like, if fun. you're literally looking at this from, like, the eyes of Robert Eager, which I assume is like a fucking like the pompous ass thing, except for every now and then he's like really gets into a random movie. But like, well, he's dead now, but he, well, I, he yeah, I to, meant yeah. like when reading his reviews, you could see sometimes he just like really vibed with the movie. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, there's not like anything substantial to this. This is no, and a like, karate movie. And like I said, yeah. it's one of those things. Like, if you talk to anybody who like gushes about this movie, they're gonna talk about the ending, and that's mostly it. See, I don't even think the ending's anything like particularly interesting, yeah. honestly. Because like, I mean, especially I guess they lost. Like, that's somewhat uncommon. It, it, maybe. It's- I think the only other one to like really do that was Rocky of like where they lost the match but they won in uh, they won in life. Yeah, they lost but the, they didn't really lose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's in every sports movie. Yeah. yeah. I it mean was... Karate Kid he wins. Which is weird because all throughout the movie, like I said before, they the coaches were very adamant about yeah. um losing is absolutely yeah. not an option, mm-hmm. but at the end they're like, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is like you did I mean, good. I think, like I said, I think <laughs> the whole idea of that is, I think he was trying to make it of like winning as an attitude more than it as actually winning. <laughs> which I, I, I get the idea. Get that through, I didn't get that from like the coach, no. either of the coaches throughout the whole thing. Like the coach I, is a hard ass, but then like the trainer's like, you knew it was his brother all along, and he's like, yeah, but if I wasn't a fucking dick to every single one of them, they wouldn't give it their all because that's how people work. Fucking. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's actually accurate of a coach, like. I don't have like a, the biggest uh, background of like doing sports, but like I did wrestling and uh, yeah. cross country and stuff like that in high school. And, like our wrestling coach yelled at us all the time. Oh yeah, my coach got kicked out of one of our games for fucking yelling so much. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, <laughs> they're way too into it. that. Like yeah. I, I remember there actually was like a time in wrestling practice, which is me and another guy, because we had a, a tiny ass little wrestling team, and so mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. only two people showed up that day. And he just like stopped uh, like maybe thirty minutes into our train or into like our training exercise, and it's like you know if you're not gonna give me your all, you better just, or just like, get out. Like, and you guys left. Yeah, we left. <laughs> all right, cool. Mac yeah, and like, cheese time. yeah, he's like, you don't want us here. We're not gonna be here, kind of thing. Like neither like it's like you're not gonna put your heart into it. Then like I don't even want you here. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Wow. Like, what a fucking dick. Yeah, what an asshole. That's this coach. <laughs> yeah, more or less. I think that's one reason why I vibe with it is because I've had actual <laughs> coaches like that. Just related trauma. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, the trainer's like, you you knew, and the coach is, is like, yeah, because I trained his brother, and it's my fault his brother's dead, because yeah, which... I didn't be a hard ass on his brother, and he wasn't prepared to die, or I, something. I wasn't enough of a dick, so he didn't know that he has to win. Yeah, he was like, he they just treated it like a game. <laughs> a game. New. <laughs> they treated this like a competition no. instead of literally my life. Yeah, instead of life or death. <laughs> it's such a fucking dumb. It like then it goes I, to Dehan kicking his or kicking his brother while he's down, going, "Bitch, you think this is a game?" Yeah, <laughs> it's such a fucking. They fucking keep going back to the stupid back yeah. seat. And <laughs> I, I'm gonna be I honest. I feel like back, the flat, the yeah. black and white flashback. It's such a fucking. Where he drops the there's there is a lot of padding in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, like. I think when it comes like actual substance, there's like the beginning of this movie, like introducing the two main characters, and then the actual like first taekwondo fight where they're uh, getting um, qualified, and then a lot of fluff when they're training to like you know showing like oh they're training because like it's they basically have like an entire montage of them lifting weights for like oh that's three yeah. months have passed by. Yeah, it's super gay. I mean, that's the eighties, yeah. and that like is the eighties. Like, <laughs> for like how much they sexualize women now in movies, that was basically men in the eighties. Where it's like, so, like they would li- like they would literally rub them down in baby oil yeah. so their muscles would shine are in the studio lights, and then have them like lift weights and run it's like, and everything. And sweaty. Yeah. Yeah. It's like really funny because I think you could easily just like add a couple things, and it would be like a super gay story about Alex and Tommy. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. when there's like a scene where uh, Tommy. Gives it his all when uh, Virgil's just holding, like, the fucking hit me pads or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, like, knocks Virgil on his fucking ass. And, like, he's like, oh, I used all my power. I got to get out of here because I can't do that. <laughs> and then, like, <laughs> he gets on his motorcycle. And then, like, Alex goes up and he's like, what are you doing? You can't leave. And he's like, I can because I have to because everything's bad and my brother's dead. And he's like, and Alex's like, my wife's dead. <laughs> and we gotta keep living because our because people who matter are dead. <laughs> that is the like romance scene in every movie. If they kissed at the end, yeah, of that, like that's what there's I'm saying. Like, like no difference between a romance scene in this if they just kissed. At like the end. if they just like kissed at that, it would literally like be like a super cool gay movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean and it probably like, doesn't help that in the second one they open up a, a studio together. <laughs> well, like even this, like they're like shirtless. Like looking at each other across the beds, like sitting in like super sexy poses. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, like it is so fucking gay. It's great. Yeah, the eighties was real, real gay, and mm-hmm. nobody in Hollywood wanted to admit that they were gay. Cause yeah, the whole AIDS damn, thing. it's like there was a bunch of repressed homosexuality. Yeah, weird. Almost. Yeah. I feel like we should almost watch the second Freddy movie just so <laughs> we see can... how gay it is. Oh, we there's there are some of... movies we could show you to show you like how like. Unintentional, like some of it's unintentional, some of it's definitely intentional, but they're just yeah. hiding it. Uh, Lost Boys is another example. Lost Boys and the second mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street are just super gay. Yeah. I mean, there's that. We could watch Rocky Three, wherever they're running on the beach together. We would have tops. to get up to Rocky Three, and I don't know if I could get up to Rocky Three. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I, I could, I could not watch Rocky anymore. I it's need just... to like, I have to watch the first one. I have to like, you don't have to. It's Pennsylvania. I gotta. No. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but why? Did you say Pennsylvania? Yeah. yeah. Where is it? Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> it's Philadelphia. <laughs> it's state that starts with Dry a P. Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know why it's not Pennsylvania. Nothing matters about Pennsylvania. One of Pennsylvania. the two states that... <laughs> 
start with a P, probably. <laughs> I, I had a 50-50 shot and I missed. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Like, I don't, it's like really funny because like of how like super nothing is allowed to be gay that happened in most of the movies I ended up watching. Yeah. It's really funny seeing like this is like so gay. <laughs> and, like I love it. But like it's just really funny. Yeah, I, I there's a lot of like unintentionally gay movies I watched yeah. as a kid just because like uh, it was super buff men wearing yeah. almost nothing walking around the screen together and working out and stuff like That's that. Just and the yeah, 80s. They, yeah, no, like, they like just 80s, like, 80s. like no, nah, they're athletes, they're warriors, they're men. <laughs> <laughs> they're like sitting. they're heterosexual men doing heterosexual. Yeah. They're just things. sitting at a table completely nude, and then the guy's like, "Oh, you dropped some yogurt on your dick." <laughs> God, give me more gay movies. I think that's why I'm getting that. <laughs> uh, we'll, so we'll there's keep a bunch a of websites for that. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep a lookout for some super homoerotic 80s movies for thank you. you. Thank <laughs> you. Next week, we'll watch a super gay movie just for you. Yeah! Brokeback <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Mountain? <laughs> Gayer. Ooh. Yeah, like, genuinely, it's, like, really funny watching this because, like, it is just, like, two, two kiss scenes away from being, like, a super gay mm-hmm. romance yeah. movie. Yeah. But yeah, uh, uh, really, Tommy is like just kind of moping around for the first five sixths of the movie. Yeah, and then like up until he sees a little boy drop his ice cream, yeah, his older brother so give dumb. it to him his ice cream. It's so dumb. Like, and then they get in the front seat of the car together. I mean, that's just what you did. <laughs> Yeah. When you were a kid. <laughs> yeah, it, it was the 80s. A lot of cars had Don't uh, those wear seat belts. Bu- yeah, I was going to say, a lot yeah. of those cars had those couch seats in there. Your mom smokes with the windows up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and like, uh, really, like, realistically, the ending is the only part that's like notable in the yeah. movie. I mean, there are a couple fight scenes that are kind of cool in this movie, but that I, is like yeah. the most notable thing is the ending of this movie. I'll like give it this. It like is actually showing trying to show the fights. Like it's not like cutting all the time to block every shot. Yeah. You can see that they miss. Yeah. A lot. I oh, mean, yeah. there are some cases where it did make contact. Uh like that one scene where ever like it uh he Tommy gets kicked in the face and you see like his head like flip around and like sweat fly everywhere. Yeah. Apparently his brother really kicked him there. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's his brother. Yeah, yeah. it's whatever. I mean, like, th- those two, that's definitely, like, the best fight. But, that's like, easily the only fight that it matters. Yeah, the ending's still weird because it's structured so weird because, you know, there's five people. So, realistically, you think it's going to be, like, oh, okay, like, win, loot, like, super even or something. Yeah. No, they just get their ass kicked. Yeah. yeah. A lot. They do. They and- just get their ass completely handed to them. Yeah, like, the, they have, uh, Whatever the Italian guy's name is, he goes first. Uh, Sonny. Sonny. He's, like, doing all right in the first round, but then he just, like, gets smoked in the third round, and they're down eight. Fucking Virgil got the short end of the stick. Like, I liked Virgil for how much you can like any of these characters. I did like Virgil. And goddamn, why is he, like, a fucking punching bag now? He was doing really good in the bar. He was doing great in the bar. Yeah, like, where did this come from? He just didn't train for the last three months or what? Well, I mean, I think Tommy kicked him too hard with that training <laughs> yeah, bag. Maybe he had a concussion and they no, did treat no, 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 no. He shaved his beard. That's that was true. his power. The beard was his was. Power. Yep. <laughs> he he Samsoned him, or Samsoned himself. Yeah, mm. he also got rid of his glasses. Yeah, 
Yeah. So he, he couldn't see. He couldn't see. He couldn't see. He didn't have the power of the beard. All right. All right. Yeah. It's fair that he lost now. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. Uh, the racist guy. Uh, there's a rule where if it's a tiebreaker, they do the test your might thing in Mortal Kombat or like the Megaton punch from Kirby Superstar where you like break all the boards. I have video games. Everybody's to clear references to. I think a lot of people know breaking this bricks. Megaton punch thing from Kirby Superstar. Um. And like the the racist guy loses. They say it's by one block, but it's clearly by three, two. It, it was by one. Uh, what happened is he broke all but three, and the other guy broke all but two. But like the second to last one fell off. I guess so. He didn't break it; it just fell off the pile. Oh, okay. Yeah, still, it's still dumb. It's still dumb. Yeah, like it's like okay, whatever. Like also, neither have a good technique. To break blocks? Yeah, they're both bad techniques for breaking blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, like yeah, because Travis, like he punches down like in the way that you would expect someone to punch down, but he punches at an angle. Yeah, so that's why the, he misses the last three, and then the other guy does the um, raft hand. I think is what it's called. They call it something stupid that I don't think's real. No, it's a real. Technique. Is it okay? Yeah. Like backwards it's a, tomahawk it's a, or something. It's a fucking. Fo- it's like they, a reverse back fist almost. Yeah, but like it would break your thumb. Yeah, like yeah. you would like in order to do that, you'd have to like hit right here between like your index finger and your thumb where it's like kind of yeah. meaty. Because if you hit it with your thumb, you're gonna break that, and you hit it with your knuckle, it's gonna just break the your index finger. Yeah. And if you hit it with your wrist, it's gonna break your fucking wrist. I don't know why I'm like so like upset about this part. <laughs> like I think like the only thing about that that was almost like the guy like like oh I'm gonna use a super bad technique to show you how much better I am than you. Like that's uh, the best way that I, I saw even, it. Like I don't think they said it was a bad technique. I think they, they said, said it was a very unusual. Yeah, unorthodox. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, because, like, I figured if he's using, like, an unorthodox technique, it's because he's showing, like, oh, like, he or he missed the last three. Like, I'll break all of these. I'll do an unorthodox one to show how much better I am. Yeah, fair enough. That's how I took it, at least. Uh, Alex's fight is the one that does really piss me off, though. Because they just, like, make him, like, oh, look how fucking badass Alex is. He's fucking getting all the points back because they're down, like, 20 points at this point. He's a main character. You can't have him suck. I, it was so fucking annoying, though, because, like, out of everyone, he's the one that realistically didn't get to train as much. Yeah, because he missed like three days because his fucking I, he son was dying. He technically missed a day. Did he? Yeah, because like uh, whenever he's arguing with his coach, he said like we're leaving for Korea in three days, oh, okay, and he's like, right, he's like I'm out of here. And then like um, he tells him I, I took the first plane back uh, to get back here. And yeah. He's like, or uh, his he tells him like we're leaving for Korea in two days, and you're not going to be on the plane. Yeah, but like. He's he has like a lot on his mind. Yeah, for how like, much he realistically could... that wouldn't happen. They just yeah. did that for unat or unneeded drama. Honestly, maybe what I'm saying is like switch Virgil and Alex's fights. Maybe let, let <laughs> Alex get fucking beat up. I don't know. <laughs> In a weird way, like, I think one of the reasons why I like Virgil, he kind of reminds me of Billy from uh, the Power Rangers in a little bit. And Billy, yeah. like for me and Dry, like I know he was like kind of an unorthodox character in uh, Power Rangers. That's why we liked him. He's cool. And, yeah, he's yeah. cool. I've never, like, sat and watched any full Power Rangers. Sometimes I'll, like, see random scenes out of context because, you know, that show's really funny out of context. There's, I think the first season is technically, like, 90 episodes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I want to doubt it. Because um, it's, like, weird, like, yeah. children's series, how they, like, do seasons. Um, I think in the season after Space Force, I don't know what's called Space Force. There, it might just be called Power Rangers in Space or something. <laughs> um, is genuinely... I think maybe the best, like, children's television that I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, I'll have to put that in. Like, before, before. they went to filming in New Zealand, they were doing, I, I can never remember what the season is called, because they just named them. Um, They literally, like, this is our last season, 
Uh, we're going to put all of our money into it. We're going to destroy a bunch of stuff. Yeah. We're going to pay to get some really good writers. They actually killed characters off. They did like a whole thing. And then it was their best rated season ever. Had the highest rating for anything. In. <laughs> and they were like, you're renewed. And they're like, we don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Let's see. I've, I bet like I would like Power Rangers if I sat down to watch it. I just, it's just I never really got around to it. Yeah. And honestly, if I did, I'd probably watch like the Super Sentai stuff rather than the Power Rangers stuff. You know what I actually recommend you do? What's um, up? Play, the, play all the fighting games in order. No. <laughs> uh, Linkara has a Power Rangers series on YouTube. He mostly does comic books, but he also has a thing where he watches all Power Rangers. Just watch his stuff about Power Rangers because okay. he just skips the fluff. Okay. And there's a lot of fluff. There is a lot of fluff. I bet. I mean, there's a bunch of like just high school episodes of Power Rangers, yeah. right? Like, there's yeah. a bunch of high school um, episodes. Um, like, I guess one of the main plots, like the first one, is like you know, there's a Power Rangers, and then eventually, like the bad guys make an evil Power Ranger that becomes a Green Ranger. <laughs> of course, that's actually and much earlier on than you think. That's what I'm saying. Like first season. Yeah, like that's like episode 16. Yeah, huh. but like that's like uh, start of that, and I know it goes on for like quite a while. It's where like he's the antagonist, and then eventually, like they bring him over and make him just like an actual Power Ranger, which did take quite a bit of time between like the Green Ranger and the White Ranger. Yeah, I think it was like some like 20 episodes. I or like vaguely yeah. like because the White Ranger showed up and just became the leader for a bit, right? No, it was the Red Ranger was always the leader. Oh, uh, I thought that was like the point of the White Rangers, like. He was like technically supposed to be the new leader. Or nah, something. he's cool. He's definitely the coolest. Tommy uh, was always the coolest. Like he was always the, the coolest, Rangers and then the leader. Yeah. Okay, he's always the coolest. He's also the one who are uh, one of the few ones who can actually fight. Considering mm-hmm. he became yeah. an MMA fighter later on in life, <laughs> so we should probably stop before we just start talking about Power Rangers for twenty minutes. So, Bill, <laughs> well, I mean, hey, if you want to bring a Power Rangers movie that we can watch and then gush about Power Rangers for an hour, sure. I'll, there I'm is down. only one good Power Rangers movie in my mind. <laughs> there we go. Bring it at some point. I doubt I is that the one where all of them turned to kids except for Billy. No, the only good Power Rangers one is I think it came out in 2016. Oh, the okay. 2016 Power Rangers. Oh, is the best oh, one. oh okay. the new like yeah. the new one. That's the only good Power Rangers. movie. Okay. But, anyway, uh, besides yeah, Power sorry. Rangers, uh, but yeah, then it's like the big fight: Tommy versus guy with an eye patch. Who could have guessed the guy with the eye patch was the big boss in the baddest of the bad? Yeah, you never would know. <laughs> it's so silly, but like it's he, like a decent choreographed fight. Yeah, it's it's fine, totally fine, totally cromulent, totally fine. Like I said, most people like I want to say ninety nine percent of people who will talk about this movie are going to talk about the ending because that's like the biggest yeah. point for a lot of people. For me. Uh, with me like gushing about like Philip Ree and like his journey to this, I think the fact that like somebody who came from nothing and made his own like studio, and then like this being his first movie of like his break uh, make it or break it thing, and then becoming a successful Hollywood actor because of it, it was like my big thing about this movie. Yeah, that is the most interesting that's thing. That's the about most this interesting. Movie. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to talk about it because I thought it was like super interesting about like how this movie kind of like it didn't make his career because he still teaches martial arts uh, to this day. And, like, is still very much, like, a prolific fighter and everything. His brother, mm-hmm. like, in real life has won a bunch of world-class tournaments. Yeah. Uh, like, I find that super interesting. He just did this as a challenge to himself and was honestly super successful about That's it. That's, like, one of the only, like, times that it went relatively decent, right? That, like, a person, a random, like fighter because i feel like that's more common than you would think like a yeah fighter was, just is like oh, i'm gonna go to acting yeah that has happened a bit it's to varying degrees because yeah. like not all of them are real fighters like a good example is uh john claude van damme was never a fighter he was a dancer uh same thing with hugh jackman um jason well, yeah, Statham was, was a swimmer 
and like yeah. he just got uh into guy Ritchie movies because he looked tough and then eventually like later on because he started doing martial arts movies started actually learning how to do martial arts um there are like there are success stories like you know jackie chan uh jet lee dolph lundgren like all of them uh bruce lee uh all of them are like real martial artists who became actors and became successful at it yeah yeah but i think we should get into final thoughts on this one. yeah Yeah. (laughs) this was a very interesting episode in the end honestly though yeah um but yeah this is part of me, like, making sure that I had enough material to, like, make a full episode, because Dry made me second-guess myself. <laughs> he does that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's my job. <laughs> well, apparently it worked this time around. What can I say? Yeah. But uh, I think I'll start with Dry. What, what are your final thoughts of this movie? This movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Like, I, I told you guys, like, while we were, like, putting the DVD into the DVD player, like, you guys are probably just going to riff on this movie, but that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even the case of this movie kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, like, it's it's an international case, too, which is one of the reasons why it's so weird, because it's, like, restricted to over 18, and then you open it up, it's PG-13. And this is, like, a soft PG-13 <laughs> rated movie. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, There is technically some blood in it. I think there are two scenes that I think are one is just fun. The bar fight scene is just mm-hmm. fun because it's yeah. just silly and ridiculous. Yeah, and then the only thing that I think is choreographed halfway well is the final fight between the two brothers. The best thing that came out of watching this movie was learning about the guy Re. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Philip Re. Philip Re. I'm going to go and look up some of his stuff later because yeah. he seems genuinely he's, interesting yeah and he's most like if you watch his movies he's mostly known for the best of the best series and like i said it i had to look into it because like i had a hard time believing that this movie flopped and they made three others i i could not <laughs> You'd be surprised that. sometimes honestly i mean but. it's another example of that i kind of want to bring the leprechaun movie because the first one was the only <laughs> one to make money everything else flopped i don't know how there's seven of those movies i also don't know how there's seven of them <laughs> I didn't know there were seven of them, but now I do. Yeah. They yeah, and there's, a lot. Yeah. there's four best of the best movies, and each one of them, it seems like they did an extra bump of cocaine while they were like writing the script <laughs> of this movie. It's like each one's more insane than the next. Yeah. Um, it's 100% an 80s kung fu movie. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen it, but after the first five minutes, I feel like I had seen it. <laughs> uh, which, Fair. Which is how by the numbers it is. Like I think mm-hmm. there's better these types of movies at least production value you the same exact movie except with a better ending comes from watching karate kid it's the same exact movie but with an ending that makes sense for what they're going for with everything in it um it's a five like it's not <laughs> just nothing, run of the mill it's nothing run wrong of the mill with 80s. It. there's nothing really technically wrong with it it's very wow. much of the era it's it's just kung, an 80s it's movies. an 80s kung fu movie yeah and honestly that's fair like i'm not gonna hold anyone's opinions about this like i said this is definitely one of those like either it has a charm to you or it doesn't like i i have a hard time seeing someone's like yeah it's fine like it's it's not something that i would watch again because i don't think it's bad enough to like watch again to make fun of with a group again but for a first time watch making fun of it with people it was fine yeah we did have some pretty good laughs watching this movie yeah right and sam (laughs) hi 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 um yeah not a very good movie. <laughs> it's just another another eighties kung fu movie in a sea of eighties kung fu movies that was just like the big thing. Um Yeah. <laughs> it was entertaining <laughs> enough to watch the first time, but like like Jariah said, you know, you feel like you've seen if you've seen like one movie like this, you've seen them all. It's just <laughs> um it was fine. I 
guess I'd give it like a five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you both like it better or more than Robert Eager, Eager did. So, <laughs> E, what do you think of this movie? Uh, having not seen very many '80s kung fu movies, uh, this uh, this was fun. Well, now you have. Yeah, now I have. I've seen all of them now. <laughs> yeah, basically, except yeah. Karate Kid. Yeah, <laughs> but also including Karate Kid. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like it. It can be fun if you just let it be fun, which is a hard thing to do sometimes, for sure. But like, if you just let it sweep you up, it can like just be really fun to see what batshit thing happens next. The bar fight is really fun, even if it literally doesn't matter in the movie whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. Um, all the characters don't are whatever. They're all very one note. Uh, it is very laughable, but I do agree. I don't think I would want to watch it again to try to laugh at it. I bet, like, just like thinking back of like the funny moments of it would be way more interesting. Yeah. Um, I I really want like a documentary or a movie about this guy's life though that is what oh, I absolutely learned. yeah like i i i might look up uh some stuff about him as well right. uh you know i, I I'll, I'll give it like a six because i did enjoy myself which is <laughs> more than i can say some days yeah. <laughs> all right uh one last really quick fun fact uh, before i get my final rating I almost forgot about it. Is uh, Kane Hodder is actually the guy in the bar scene who like accidentally punches his girlfriend. Oh, really? The only oh, yeah. reason why that's super notable <laughs> is because he played Jason in yeah. four of the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and yeah. he's in the first three best of the best movies, just as like a background <laughs> character, wow. just as Jason in each of them. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. But yeah, I just thought that was a fun little fun fact uh, yeah. for me. I definitely do have nostalgia glasses with this movie because, like I said, this is just something that I watched as a kid to, like, you know, pass the time. This is the second movie. Uh, back whenever I thought, like, kung fu movies were, like, the coolest thing ever, and these were, like, some of my openings to a lot of kung fu movies. Um, I think, the, like, you know, when it comes, like, the actual choreography between, like, the two actual fighters in this movie, it's done really well. Like I said, 99% of the people who are going to talk about this movie are going to talk about the ending. Like, that's the big point of this movie. And, like, there is a lot of fluff to this movie because it's just mainly meant as an obligation to like his students of like, Hey, like you can still win and like, not like have like, uh, and not like, you know, have like the points over and stuff like that. Even if your children get hit by a car and need their leg amputated, you can still, (laughs) you can still be the better man. Don't don't fight the car. But yeah, it was like, you know, in a a sea of movies that he made wherever like killings happen, like this is his way of like trying to like have an obligation to his students, which I find really endearing about the guy himself. Mm -hmm. Like like, actual Philip Ree seems like he'd be an actual like super cool guy to meet. Yeah, we give Philip Ree a 10 out of 10. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Philip Ree is definitely like the guy you'd want to have a a beer with at the bar. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But like there's a lot of fluff this movie ending is like the big plot point for a lot of people like even for me it was like the whole big plot point of this movie and everything but because i do have those nostalgia glasses i still do enjoy this movie and i do enjoy like some of the dumb jokes that they make about it like come on inner and outer labia man I, oh, oh my god like, <laughs> dumb. Like, between that like uh virgil is very much like his own character i do love him as a character too i think one of my favorite jokes about him, with him was just like hey do you know where you are man on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> that was probably one of my favorite, like, little... Yeah. Fr- he's he's in the did. wrong movie, honestly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I feel like uh, he'd be pretty... Like, I feel like I've seen him in some other movies, too. And, like, he's just a really good actor all around. Like, they got some pretty A-listed actors to play in this movie. Uh, I think all around, I'd probably give this movie a 7 out of 10. <laughs> all, right. all right. I will say I do like the second one better than I like the first one. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Second one's rated R, huh? Yep. Yep. Well, <laughs> definitely blood in that one. Definitely death. Uh, yeah. They do drop the f bomb quite a bit. Like it's a, it's actually a hard R rated movie. Like it doesn't have like sex or anything in it, but it does have like a lot of language and violence in it. Hmm. Nice. Okay. But yeah, uh, that was the best of the best. Uh, also, I guess slide slash a little bit of a doc or a bit of a documentary yeah. of like find out more about Philip Reed. He is a super interesting guy. He yeah, really put is. that as a description. Find out about Philip Reed. He's a very interesting guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but, if you guys want to get a hold of us, we have a link tree: l i n k t r dot e e slash l o i p. Gives you a link to all the podcasting service that we're on. Gives you our social medias that you can follow us on and get updates on the show. Mm-hmm. And it gets you to our Twitch in our Twitch archive. Every week, twice a week, we play video games. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Saturdays, uh, we also do our live show before playing the video games usually. And uh, we we have finished both series, basically, that was our longtime series on both shows. So it's a, it's a little bit of a gamble what we're playing on Saturdays. So... Tune in if you want to see what we do. At least for a week or two. We're going to take it a little more lax. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so you can give us a holler, give us a hoot. You can give us an email at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your Tommies. (laughs) I don't don't know. (laughs) Or your Billies. (laughs) Uh, are your ponytails? <laughs> Don't send us your ponytails. <laughs> but, hey, let's get out of here. All right. So, you guys are out and about. Make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe. And whether this is the very first time you listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing the movie, Robbie. Mm-hmm. Thank you, E. Hello. Thank you, Sam. Mm-hmm. Thank you again, everybody out there listening. We will be back next week with a super gay episode. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, check out our Twitch. Yeah. All right. Talk to you guys later. Bye. 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 The best. The best. The best. The best.